0: What's up, waves, and welcome back to Anime Lane, the podcast where we take you down the yellow brick road of anime and have a look at everything it has to offer. I'm your host, Notorious, and once again, I am just by myself. Um, But unlike last time, where I just kind of talked about what I had been watching recently, um, today I'm actually going to not one-for-one use the normal structure when I have Lena and Sean, um, but I'm going to take a similar approach Uh, Because it works, that's the show's structure. Um, So I'm going to try and apply that on my own. Of course, uh, when I'm by myself, it's not quite the same, so expect that things may get repeated um, in episodes. If, you know, I feel like it's something I want to show Sean and Melina, Um, this can act as like a kind of prequel or prelude where I, I give my thoughts, but, like, obviously the larger episodes are about hearing... Sean and Melina's thoughts as well um so at the top of the show though while I remember um since this is the first one I'm recording post this happening um and it's kind of the first time I can formally mention it is that we are now available on YouTube uh full episodes not highlights or anything like that though we are thinking you know if there's a way we can incorporate something like that in between main episodes um but basically if you go to our YouTube which is just you know, if you type an Anime Lane Podcast on YouTube or you can go to a link in the description probably, I'll add that in I guess. Um, yeah, full episodes if you want to, if you prefer watching on there since I know not everyone has a preferred podcast platform. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, if you want updates on that you can go to our Twitter which is at Anime Lane Cast. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of all I had to mention about that—it's uh, the same with nap, actually. But I'm sure, I'm sure we'll address that uh, when we're recording another nap session. Um, we are kind of scheduled for nap like to the end of September, though. Um, so our next recording session is going to be all the Halloween stuff, which I'm sure you'll find out about when the time comes for nap. Um, or uh, we'll—I'll do some posts on social media or something like that because we do have some plans in the works for Halloween. But this is Anime Lane. Um, And so, I did mention I'm doing the same or similar structure Uh, we have on the, the, I keep going to call it the main show, but it's not really, Um, but like, you know, when I have someone else with me, um, obviously, like I said, when I do solo episodes, it's usually just because of scheduling things, and, you know, we, I want to maintain the schedule of the podcast as well as I can, Um, so if that means that for the most part, it's kind of a solo episode Then uh, Sean and Melina for kind of most times, and then you know, Kelsey or a guest or whoever will show up on the occasion when scheduling works out. Um, so you may probably hear me on my own more often, which is fine. Like I said, there's stuff I want to discuss that like I couldn't bring up normally in the podcast. Um, so yeah, like, uh, I'll probably go over your format. I think I mentioned this in the last episode. I'm just looking at um, my own time to try and kind of carve out, uh, to reread the first volume so I can talk about that in preparation for the, uh, second volume, which is November, if I'm remembering correctly, um, so, yeah, roundabout, given when it's coming out in December, uh, in November, sorry, it'll probably be a December episode, um, because I kind of try and get these things in the bag kind of a month in advance, um. So, we'll see, though. Um, So, for today's episode, another piece of news I actually wanted to mention, uh, and this will probably get brought up again the next time me, Sean and Melina are recording, because we're going to be covering Lupin again, and we're going to be covering Lupin the 3rd to 1st, since this is probably coming out in between the Gundam 1 episode and... or Penguin Highway, I should say, and the next episode. Uh, Unfortunately, the original voice actor for... Jigun, Daisuke Jigen, and Lupin Third, Kiyoshi Kobayashi, uh, sadly passed away just the other day, um, I am recording this on Wednesday the 10th of August, not to date this, but it will be dated because of one of the topics I'm going to cover, and this obviously as well, um, and I believe he passed away on Monday, uh, I was very sad to hear that. Uh, oh, apparently he passed away on July 30th um but I think it only became known. yeah, looking at this um yeah, that's confusing um I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was only announced a couple of days ago as of when I'm recording this um but yeah he he passed away at the end of July um and like I think I mentioned this when we were talking about Cagliostro I'm not sure if I ever brought it up again uh but Jigen was my favorite character um and I really enjoyed hearing him as Jigen in the Japanese dub uh so yeah bit of sad news um you know thoughts going out to his his family and and all that sort of stuff and yeah just a bit of sad news rest in peace uh so transitioning out of that there's no good way of transitioning in and out i suppose um the topics of today's episode so the first one i'm going to tackle is uh legends of the galactic hero heroes um legends of the galactic heroes the in english it's a new thesis for so it's based on german um probably because in the kind of within universe uh the um, the empire or the imperial navy uh originally founded by emperor rudolf and now currently led by friedrich the 4th believe, leave um who one of the main characters uh reinhard von longram is you know a very prominent figure in uh is kind of based in germanic um kind of the imperial world war 1 prior uh you know structure and, and all that sort of stuff uh but yeah no so i had originally watched this back in 2019 and since then there's been another two seasons so this is the third one's finished and the fourth one begins i think uh in september um so i'm hoping to cover each season in preparation for the new one coming out um uh, which means the new one will be delayed in uh like, getting covered, because that'll be part of, like, um, the winter, or no, the fall season, sorry, um, but yeah, so the quick history lesson, uh, is that, uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes is originally, is based on the novel series written by Yoshiki Tanaka, um, who also wrote the Heroic Legend of Arslan series, unfortunately, um, the Heroic Legend of Arslan, the books, at least, haven't been translated in English, which I am desperate to get a translation for. Um, and so we're left with uh, the original OVA series, which has gone out of print. It was originally released by Central Park Media. Um, the Hiromu Arakawa manga, um, Hiromu Arakawa being the original author of the film at Laocos manga, she's currently working on a adaption of Arslan, which is actually very good. I, I really enjoyed that manga. And there's an anime adaption kind of mostly based on Arakawa's adaption, um, which lasted a season. And then, like, a, a, like an eight episode second season that isn't actually canon. It's not really covering her storyline, mainly because I think the anime by that point had caught up to what she had put out. It's all kind of confusing, but you know, Arslan isn't the topic. So, moving back to Legends of the Galactic Heroes. Um, that is translated in English. So, there's 10 novels um, published in English by Viz Media, uh, originally written between 1982 and 1987, was originally then adapted into a 110-episode OVA, original video animation series, and um, the 80s, I believe, let me just double-check, uh, 84 through to 89, um, wait, no, sorry, that's the side novels, um, I'm trying to find the section about the anime, Gaiden, Golden Wings, Legend of the Galactic Heroes. So it originally ran from 1988 to 1997, um, it was actually, it's the longest um, OVA series to currently exist. Jumping back to the new thesis... Uh, this is a reboot adaptation. Uh, I don't know why they re- rebooted it. Uh, probably because like the the original movie, given how long it is, is probably unwieldy to kind of continue to promote and re-release um, for a modern audience. And so this is like kind of their best way to do it by re releasing it as. Well, I can't remember if the first season as. Is purely a TV series because i know that the second third and now the upcoming fourth season is uh, actually released in japan as like movies so it's like one movie which consists of four episodes the second the same third the same um to make a 12 episode uh series when it comes to crunchyroll over here um so like it comes out in japan uh on on release day we get one episode and then we get the other three episodes in the weeks following and then the next month uh the the next movie in japan will come out and we'll get the fifth episode and so on and so forth to we get all 12 so it basically means we get like a, a 12 consecutive week anime run like normal uh but in japan it's movies so i'm not sure kind of their approach to this and how they've decided that uh, but yeah the new thesis i've never seen the original Um, but after I originally watched The Thesis, I did read the first book, but it's been that long that I don't recall much of that. Um, I I believe there's a few differences and I'm going to cover that when I get into The Thesis now. This is a really interesting series. Um, so the basic premise is that in sometime in the future, I believe it's around a thousand years from now. Because um, there's, like, three calendars. You have the Imperial calendar, you have the the calendar of the Free Planets Alliance use, and, and like, or the normal, or, like, Anno Domini calendar, which gets mentioned once in, like, the third episode when it's giving you kind of, like, a rundown of the history. And I can't follow the Imperial and uh, Free Planets Alliance calendars. I just get confused because it brings up both of them. And, like, both of them have no bearing on me as a meaning whatsoever um but i believe going on the one time that the anno domini was mentioned um that was around 2800 which is like when within the lore of the 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 show uh emperor rudolph came to power i think and then the main the series is mainly set about 200 years after that so i believe it is around like 3000 the year 3000 ish. Um, so it's set somewhere in the future where, where, you know, humans have moved away from Earth, uh, they've founded a new planets, and there was, an, there was like a galactic empire established. Very kind of um, not Nazi. Well, yeah, no, kind of given by the lore, it's, it's got a Nazi kind of um, esque like uh not structure but like uh dictatorship essentially um because there's one character uh oberstein who has artificial eyes because he had like a a d he had like a uh congenital um disease i think it was um where his eyes you know he needed artificial ones put in um, and it's mentioned that if he was born in the time of Emperor Rudolf, he would have been killed under, like, a certain, uh, inferior genetics act or, act or something like that. So, that sets the vibe of what, like, the Empire was. It's now a little bit freer than that, but it's still, like, an imperialistic Empire. Um, and so, like, the Empire is the backdrop of one of the main characters, who I mentioned earlier, um, Reinhard von Lohengram. Uh, he is your, uh, he aspires to be the emperor himself, so like he wants to dethrone and and essentially stage a coup, um, and take over the universe. <laughs> um, and he's he's accompanied by his his best friend and right hand man, um, Kirk Heiss, uh, whose full name I have blanked on. So I'm just going to double check what his first name is, because Kirk Heiss is his last name. Um, and Lone Graham refuses Siegfried. Kirk um and so like there are there's a lot of characters in this and that's like one of the struggles i have with it is that i kind of there's so many characters and so many names thrown on the screen and at you and dialogue that i just kind of only really retain ones that seem important and so that's Kirk lo and graham yang wen lee who i'll talk about in a minute uh oberstein yeah, there's probably more than that, but off the top of my head, <laughs> um, and that's that's something. If you're watching the series, like I just, I highly recommend like not trying to retain all of the names, especially because a lot of these characters will show up just to die, like very soon after you meet them. Um, and so then in the Free Planets Alliance, who are like who was founded because people wanted to escape the Empire when Rudolf uh, died, I think, um, and so they, like, rather than living still under the Imperial Reign, uh, when a successor was appointed, they, they, like, left, um, and they founded the Free Planets Alliance, uh, and so they've been at a war for, like, 150 years, and that's where Yang Wen Li comes into it, he's the up-and-coming, um, fantastic technician, uh, tactician, um, and there's, there's a lot of te- tactics, oh my god, why can't I say it, um, tactics and uh, tactical manoeuvring, because it's all about space battles and stuff like that, um, so yeah, that kind of, uh, lots of space battles and, you know, manoeuvring and saying, oh, hey, you know, let's let's do this, if that, that way we can get around the enemy and they won't see it coming and all this sort of stuff, and like, that's cool, but at the same time i'm more there for like the the character exchanges and the action sequences and that the acquisition the action sequences are really well done in this um they're they're mostly uh, they're all rendered in cg uh but given that it's a production ig who are animating this you know it's very well done um all the ships look fantastic and all the kind of fights uh ship battles and stuff like that look amazing um but that's like you know you kind of build up to that and it's the result of like all these kind of meetings and like story li- character storylines that have fed up to this moment um so there's only like a handful within the first season uh you kind of have the one at the start where uh yang first meets lordgram where we first meets Reinhardt. it's weird neither name feels right for for Lohengram. Reinhard or von Lohengramm, um, but yeah, uh, so that's the, like where they first meet uh, and the first kind of battle of the, the show introduces you to the like the way they think and stuff like that, um, and that both of them are fantastic tacticians that are gonna you know clash and butt heads as as opposing forces, um, and then it, it kind of cuts back in time a little bit because you watch the first two episodes and what's really interesting is you need to watch those first two episodes to get the full story of just those two episodes. Um, because the first episode is almost entirely, like, Reinhard von Lohengram's perspective, and then the second episode is entirely Yang Wen Lee's perspective. And so, like, you need both halves to get the whole. Um, And it does that quite often in the series, which is very interesting, is that you'll go for maybe two two or three episodes where you're just getting, like, the the, uh, Empire's perspective, which is what happens, um, I believe, after... Uh after the first two episodes, I think it does like a, a brief rundown of the history of the universe and then it gives you like Lohengram sort of his backstory. Um one one thing I don't I'm kinda confused about, uh, and I think this is only because I'm pretty sure it comes up in the first book, um, is that he's called Reinhard von Loingram now. But in his younger years, he was Reinhard von Mussel. Uh So I was kind of, I was just kind of confused about that because it, it never gets explained within the within the first season. But I'm pretty sure it got mentioned in the book. Like I said, it's been a while since I've read that, and I can't actually remember the reason for it. Um, and so I'm sure it's something that will come up eventually in the future. Uh, but anyway, as I was saying, it kind of goes through his, you know, backstory, his history as a young boy, why he is, who he is today. And then shows you like what the empire are up to at that point, uh, appointing him like uh, fleet admiral, so he like has control of half the fleet and stuff like that. Um, and then it snaps over to Yang Wenli and shows a bit of his history, not as a, a as a boy, but how he, he became known as like this great tactician, uh, and how he 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 gained his standing within the the military and stuff like that and how he isn't really a military person he's just doing it because that was the only way he could make a living and stuff um and so yeah it's this nice nice kind of like balancing act it does over the course of just 12 episodes um balancing like two perspectives uh with the occasional third thrown in with the uh is it the dominion of fezan i know it's fezan um and that's uh oh i forget the character's name rubinsky i believe uh who is looks like he's trying to play both sides of this war um so that's that's going to be something that i think will be interesting as the series goes on so it's like the first season is kind of very much just like a lot of setup um you of see the beginning of a lot of political movements um because like the Free planets alliance is pretty much like driven entirely by the fact that at the point in the story we're at anyway that there's a there's like a big election coming up and so there's a lot of like very reckless decisions pushed through by the you know people who want to get re-elected um so they push for the navy to uh invade and take over like a a, a fortress easel um which is like a very important uh strategic point because it's like right smack bang center and like a, a a, gal- a galactic corridor, I can't remember what's called cosmic corridor or something. Um, which is like an untraversable point of space, but like there's a certain route you can take through it. And that's like directly in the middle. So it acts as like a gateway between the Three Planets Free Planets Alliance and the uh Imperial Navy, the Empire. Uh so whoever controls it has like the upper hand of like invasion Um, so, like, if the Free Planets Alliance had it, they can invade the the Empire, which is exactly what they do. Once they capture it, the politicians push to invade onto uh, Imperial space and, like, free the planets, free, in air quotes, uh, because they don't really think through the undertaking that that is when they're already discussing the fact that, like, any more push on the war effort is going to potentially make their, uh their kind of society collapse because they already can't feed or or you know they don't have enough private sector workers like so much is being pumped into their military. So it's all this really interesting kind of dynamics between politics, the military, people just want to live their lives and all these kind of how these characters all interact within that um and that's very interesting because obviously you then have the flip of that which is, you know, Reinhard von Lohengram and has has a spot aspiration to be the empire the the emperor and displace the current one um which he's obviously having to do underhandedly because you know if you openly show that you're you know he would be arrested he'd be you know tried and killed or whatever um so yeah legend of heroes is it's very interesting and like i said it just feels like it's kind of mostly just being set up um and then the season ends because like uh the season ends as the Imper- uh, as the Free Planets Alliance are in Imperial territory and like because this is like such an ill-thought out plan, the kind of three fleets or the the multiple set of fleets, they're kinda they're set I don't know how many fleets are sent in, around 13 or 14 or something like that are sent in, but like split into three different like long lines. Um this is really hard to picture without all the kind of complimentary stuff from the anime. Um, uh, but, like, it's essentially, like, so, because, obviously, the longer something is, the longer it takes to send supplies, um, and so they start running into supply issues, and, obviously, they're trying to help the citizens who also have issues with food, so, you know, um, yeah, it doesn't end well, and so, just as they're about to retreat, the Lowengrams uh, forces show up, and, you know, they, they get in a big battle, and it's, like, they're trying to retreat, but the Free Planets Alliance, like HQ military, uh, orders them to stay and fight at uh, Armistar. I believe it's called, um, and that's like gonna be like the very beginning of season two. So I'm very excited for that. Um, very good show. I'm I'm very intrigued to see where this goes. I'm not sure how much this adapts if it like if it's going to be like a season per book or or if there's like another way that it's kind of being broken down because I can't find any information on how it's being adapted I did kind of do a quick Google of like how how much does die new thesis, uh, the new thesis the new thesis adapt um, but I couldn't find like a like an answer so that'll be interesting I am intrigued to go and read the books when I maybe like mostly caught up with the anime. Like i'll maybe wait for the fourth season to air and finish and then i'll like pick up um the books and like and next year and like the start of 2023 um there's only about 10 books i think uh but yeah obviously you know it takes time to read books and stuff like that so that'll be interesting um like i said it's a lot of kind of a lot of the shows waited on its characters their discussions and conversations like it's very dialogue heavy um and like i'll admit at times even i struggled to keep up and obviously i've been reading subtitles for a while um and so as much as i want to show this to sean and Melina, i think it may be a bit of a test um on them uh so i'll maybe wait until a bit further into this because i'd be i'd be interested to see their thoughts and like what they think of this as a show and this is a, like a story uh, that's, that's being told. Uh, so yeah, I I really enjoyed this, and like I said, looking forward to more. So I'm sure you'll hear my thoughts when season two when I when I finish that. Because um, yeah, like I said, a lot, season one's a lot of setup. You kind of just get introduced to characters like uh, you know Yang moves into his own place uh, after moving out of the military academy type place, and uh, he adopts like a a son. But their relationship isn't, like, quite like that, so, like, it's weird to call him that, so it's, like, his ward, essentially, I guess. Um, kind of think of, like, a Batman and Robin, but less stupid than Robin. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how to describe that, it was a weird analogy, I apologise for that. Um, but yeah. I'm sure I'll discuss more of it when season 2 comes out but for the moment I don't really have much else to say. The music's great. I I really enjoyed kind of the music. It's a nice balance of different uh styles. You got a nice kind of uh electronic vibe going on for some of the space battles but then you've also got like uh very kind of classical uh patriotic pieces going on for both the Free Plan- Free Planets Alliance and the uh the the the, the Empire. Uh so yeah, that's interesting. Actually, another interesting thing is that during all of this, it seems like the current emperor, Emperor frederick Friedrich, Friedrich, something like that, Friedrich the Fourth, Friedrich the Fourth, um, he's like aware of what Reinhard is doing, and just seems to be fine with the idea of his uh, reign coming to an end, and like the dynasty, the Golden Bomb dynasty, like just being usurped by someone else so that's going to be an interesting like um that's going to be interesting later on because i feel like at some point reinhardt is going to become the emperor and then a lot of characters on his side may turn against him i'd be interested to see if like Kais ends up turning to the free planets alliance later on i think that would be interesting i'm not gonna you know hold on to that idea um but yeah, that would be interesting, and I'm interested to see where that idea goes. Um, so yeah, if you want to watch Legends of the Galactic Heroes, uh, it's available on Crunchyroll in the UK. Uh, it's also available on Blu-ray in the US, um, but I don't think, I don't know if Crunchyroll are ever going to release it here in the UK. It still feels weird to see Crunchyroll when I'm talking about stuff like this. Um, it was Crunchyroll that it was on and primarily licensed by, but then it was released of Blu-ray in the US by Funimation, and at the time when it came out, that was manga, ah, anyway, not gonna get hung up in this conversation anymore, um, I'm gonna take a quick drink, and then I'm gonna move on to my next topic, also, I apologise if you can hear, like, a fan in the background, it's been very warm today, but yeah, anyway, moving on to my next, um, topic, uh, it's my summer seasonal impressions. Which, uh, yeah, this is probably going to be a recurring theme, is that I don't pick up many seasonal shows, um, so I'll only have, like, one or two to talk about, so probably, if I keep doing this for each season, what I'll probably do is, like, one in the middle, uh, so, like, if it's a six, if it's, like, a twelve episode season, of something that I'm watching I'll do one at like six episodes and then I'll do another one when it's finished uh, to give like, an, uh, like a conclusive like you know what are my thoughts on it when it's finished and like obviously the sixth episode one is like what's my impression of the show so far have I continued watching it have I dropped it I mean if I drop something I'll probably bring it up in the episode where I'm talking about my seasonal impressions but you know I don't drop shows very often I kind of like if I'm watching them week to week um when they're a seasonal thing i I very much just kind of push through uh but yeah so all um i'm not going to talk about is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon dan matchy season four uh just yet because it's only on its third episode um episode four comes out tomorrow like i, I mentioned i record these on wednesdays if i'm recording on my own so like the new episode of dan matchy isn't out until the next day uh whoa sorry i just very much bumped my microphone there <laughs> um so, I don't want to talk about that because it's only been three episodes, so I don't really have a bearing or gauge on this season yet. I am enjoying it, um, but we've only just kind of started to get into, you know, what's going on. So, yeah, the other two I picked up are My Stepmom's Daughter as My Ex and Rent-A-Girlfriend, Season 2. <laughs> God, this fucking season sucks. Um... There wasn't much taking my interest this season, Uh, now that we're kind of halfway through for anything that's like 12 episodes, I am getting a bearing on what everyone's enjoying and so that'll inform kind of some of the shows that I'll pick up later um, when I'm looking to kind of pick out the, you know, what did everyone enjoy uh, shows, which I usually do when the season's finished. Um, Like like Horus Recoil is kind of, everyone seems to be enjoying that from what I'm seeing, Um, though some people are having their small issues with it, Uh, so I'll be intrigued to watch that when it's finished, Um, but it's not one I'm going to pick up currently. Uh, So that being said, Rent a Girlfriend Season 2 I think is where I'm going to start. So I watched Season 1 a couple of months ago. Not long after, in fact, right after we recorded the first episode for this podcast, uh, which I know came out in June, um, but we recorded in April, just to give you a kind of peek behind the scenes, that first episode we had recorded for two months prior to it being released, um, but uh, both of NAP and Anime Lane were originally, we used the first episode as pilots for uh, college projects so that meant there was a lot of other stuff going on with those before we could officially release and officially move into full production for each show. Um, So, after we recorded, uh, I picked up like 10-ish shows from like 2020 to 2021 um, that like everyone seemed to enjoy, so I I was like, okay, let's finally watch these and see what's going on. So, it was like stuff like Jujutsu Kaisen, Uzaka-chan like wants to hang out, Mishuka Tensei, Rent a Girlfriend, uh, Ranking of Kings, which I dropped, I didn't finish that actually. Uh, and I think that's it, that's all I can remember off the top of my head. I remember watching more than that though. Um, oh yeah, I also watched uh, Nagataro, which I can't remember the full name of that show. Nagataro just, went, no, Uzaki-chan wants to hang out, Nagataro, I don't know, I didn't really like Nagataro, but anyway, uh, so Rent-A-Girlfriend was one of them, and oh boy, I, I had no idea what to expect with this show, honestly, like I've seen people talking about it, but I didn't really get an idea of what the show was, I only kind of seen reactions to like, one of the recent chapters at the time, I think it was chapter 218, Um and now if you've read the manga, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, and so, like, I started watching the show, because I was like, how how bad can it be? You know, I, everyone's talking about this. Everyone seems to kind of have mixed opinions on it. Like, I couldn't get a clear indication of whether people liked it or hated it. Um And now I'm watching it, I get it, because, like, I don't necessarily like the show but i'm intrigued to see where it goes um so the basic premise for rent a girlfriend is that kazia has just recently been dumped by his first girlfriend uh Mami, who is like a, a recurring character uh and so in his desperation and loneliness he finds a sap that lets him like ren a girlfriend but like not in a, a sleazy way it's like you go on dates with people that like pretend to be girlfriend it's a bit odd but i think this is an actual thing in some places um and so he meets mizuhara uh who ends up being his neighbor he kind of falls for her there's there's a, a, another ren a girlfriend that his friend uh meets um who ends up falling for Kazuya, that's Ruka, she's like a, I think she's in her final year of high school or something like that, um, Kazuya's in college, so is Mizuhara, and so is his friend, um, so that's kind of weird, um, and then there's also another character whose name I totally forget, but she's like, she's very shy and she signed up to the service because she wants to kind of try and bring herself out of herself. Sumi, that's her name. Um, Sumi. Sakurasawa. Sakura Sawa, yeah, Sakura Sawa, that's an odd, that's, that's, that trips my tongue up, um, but yeah, so Sumi she, like, signs up to the service to try and improve herself and kind of come out of her sh- shell, because she's very shy, and she's, like, the only good character, everyone else is kind of just a horrible person, um, and so, like, it turns out that Mizuhara is Kazuya's next-door neighbour, um, he kinda of falls for her, things get a bit weird. Uh and like he introduces Mizuhara to his Gran as his girlfriend, so that kinda of puts them in a sticky situation. But then it turns out that Kazuya's Gran is also best friends with Mizuhara's Gran. And so it puts them in an even weirder situation. Uh it's all kinda of, it's all kinds of messed up. Season two has been pretty much same old, same old when it comes to, you know, the storyline, um, Kazuya's still hung up on Mizuhara, who is kinda just very boring as a character, she's kinda plain, um, there's not really that much interesting about her, uh, and then Ruka kinda thinks that Kazuya and her are, like, dating, um, so that leads to some funny situations i guess uh actually (laughs) it did lead to one of the weirder parts of of the season so far um in the most recent episode i think uh she kind of contrives a situation where she can like stay at his apartment with him um because of like a typhoon and trains getting cancelled and stuff like that and my fans just run out of battery yeah so she contrives a situation for her to stay at his um i know she like tries to come on to him for lack of a better term and yeah it just leads to a very weird um part of the show and I don't really want to talk about it now that I'm here talking about it um you can look up the clip there's a dub clip um from the uh English voice actor that you can find on YouTube it's like and it's a real piece of dialogue it was also in the subtitles Uh, you'll get what I'm looking for what I'm talking about um so yeah that's been a very like like I said I don't necessarily like the show but I'm intrigued to see where this goes for the characters and their relationships with each other and like all of them are horrible people so like I'm just hoping all of them end up miserable except so she's like you know like I mentioned she's actually kind of sweet so everyone else though like they can end up miserable for all I care <laughs> Um Yeah, Rent a girlfriend's an odd one. But like Mami is a proper psycho. She just kinda keeps showing up to try and throw a wrench in Akazia's life in general. Um, not just his love life, but like just in general, she kinda tries to fuck up his life. Um like I said, Mizuhara's is kinda boring, Ruka is like Ruka is odd, she is just totally obsessed with Kazuya, and like, what I don't get is that Kazuya's is just like, so hung up with Mizuhara that he's like, oh maybe I, he doesn't even consider giving Ruka a chance, which is so odd. Like, you would think he would at least, you know, consider it, Um, if he's not wanting to be single anymore, Uh, but yeah, it's an odd show. I really don't know how much worse it can get, but because there've been some really questionable moments. But speaking of questionable moments, let's move on to the n- <laughs> the other seasonal pickup, which was my stepmom's daughter is my ex. Or uh there's there's a s- sort of shorter hand one that I found that I'm just gonna try and find again here. Um it was like su- Kano, yeah. Um Funnily enough, I was trying to explain this show to my friends, and like the whole my stepmom's daughter is my ex thing kept tripping them up, and like who was who. Um, but I noticed on my anime list there's a synonym listed as my stepsister is my ex girlfriend, which as a title would make way more sense. But then as I'm looking at the Japanese, it's a uh, mamaha no surigo uh motoko motokano data which yeah yeah the official title's kind of more closer to that I think um but yeah Surikano uh this show this show is driving me insane it started out so bizarrely like the whole setup is that uh Mizuto who's the, the stepbrother in a situation his dad remarries and he gets married to the mother of his ex-girlfriend, which he didn't know about until, like, he met them. Because it's, like, a kind of common thing with an anime that when... And I don't know if this is, like, a Japanese cultural thing. um, When, like, a, a parent remarries, they're not introduced to the, like, new partner until they're engaged. Which is so bizarre to me. Um, maybe it is a cultural thing, and, like, if that, if it is, that's, you know, absolutely cool. Um, so, like, when, when, you know, they, they find out that, oh, shit, yeah, we've dated before, and they don't tell their parents, they just kind of try and figure out how to live together, which would be totally fine if, like, the sister was not still totally obsessed with the stepbrother, um... So you have Mizuto the, the brother and you have Yumi the the, the sister. Uh, and yeah, like Yumi is very much obsessed with Mizuto, and so she like sets up this weird game where like if either of them step outside the bounds of like normal sibling relationships, uh they have to fulfill a request from the other one. Uh and that leads to many weird situations. Um, and I mean just in general Yumi is a bit weird like the third episode opened with her like smelling her brother's underwear how fucking weird is that um yeah and then like it hits the fifth like because and then the fourth episode they go on a date which is weird um but it's like contrived to be that like Mizuto needs to convince uh one of their, one of the friends of Yumi uh, that they're so totally into each other that she should just give up trying to marry him because she wants to marry Mizuto so that she can live with him and Yumi. Because sure, why not? <laughs> um. So they go on a date to try and convince her to not pursue marrying him or like, it's such a confusing situation and like it's suggested by Mizuto's friend who's just like way too casual about suggesting that he goes on a date with his sister and then it hits episode 5 and things kind of just become normal-ish I mean aside from Mizuto suggesting to Yumi that they go to a love hotel so that their parents can spend time together um which results in them staying at the the previously mentioned friend's um, whose names I'm totally blanking on, um, because you got Mizuto's, like, guy friend, uh, Kawanami, and then you have Yumi's, like, girl friend, uh, Minami, and they are neighbours, apparently, and, you know, they, they, they have that kind of antagonistic friendship, where, like, they're totally on each other, but neither of them wants to admit it, and so they're staying together. Uh, so they're, you know, living next to each other. And so each each of them go, uh, each <sighs> Misoto and Yumi go and stay with one of them. Each, you know. And yeah, that's, it's kind of funny in the way that they kind of, because there's like thin walls, they, they say things to mislead each side and that kind of leads to some funny interactions and reactions from the characters. Uh, but, Then in the sixth episode, things just kind of go very normal, out of nowhere, and it just kind of hit a boring slump. It did introduce a new character in the second half of the episode. Um, It introduced Higashira, uh, uh, I'm totally blanking again, so I'm going to just double check the character page, Higashira. who is, I guess, an interesting character, but like I said, she she only shows up in the second half, and uh, Yumi gets the wrong impression, thinks that she's into Mizuto, Um, and so that leads to, you know, her kind of trying to ignore Mizuto, when he confronts her about it, and blah blah blah. So hopefully it kind of, like, I'd rather it drove me insane than it went to just a boring, middle-of-the-ground rom-com so hopefully, I don't know, yeah, this one's a weird one, it was doing like a a good job of annoying me consistently, (laughs) which I was enjoying in a sense, like I'd rather that than something be boring, Um, but now it's kind of hitting a a very kind of standard point of the show and so I'm kind of worried that the second half is just going to be very normal because that would just be boring for a show like this it's almost like if uh if rent a girlfriend just suddenly like kazuya started dating mizuhiro and everything was going fine um you know ruka wasn't bother bothering them or Mammy wasn't bothering them uh you know they're just kind of coexisting as 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 step siblings at the moment and that's not that's not really entertaining now <laughs> um so yeah, hopefully that picks up again a little bit and drives me insane again, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say. Um, but yeah, because like Rent a Girlfriend, like I mentioned, one I'm not really enjoying it, but I'm 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 kind of intrigued where the character story goes, character stories go. Um, and there's a, there's a weird thing about like every episode makes me want to cringe myself out of existence. Um, but you know, it's at least entertaining which can not be said for like a lot of stuff that comes out, it's just very kind of standard. Um, like as much as I liked Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie, I'd say that it doesn't have as much appeal as Rent-A-Girlfriend and my Stepdaughter's mom is my, my stepmom's daughter is my ex. Um, just because it's not as wild or out there. Um, and like that's, you know, as much as they drive me insane... They are more entertaining to watch, but I think because they are train wrecks. Um it's like I, I I would keep watching more seasons of Rag, more seasons of Surikano. But I don't think if Shikimori came back for a second season if I would watch it. Like I didn't watch Nagataro straight up just because I don't like it. I don't like her I don't like her relationship with the uh I don't actually know his name. Like the the kid that she kinda I say kid, like they're they're the same age. Or no, he's a year younger because she she's his Senpai. Um but like the 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 guy that she kinda attaches herself to. Um the show's very much not, not much for me. So anyway, yeah, I think that kinda brings a close to my impressions of the season so far. I'm interested to see where Rag goes specifically. Um, Because I think that's way more of a wild card in the direction of the series. Whereas my stepmom's daughter is my ex. Mm. I think that... mm, I'm worried the second half could be boring. Um, But hopefully it throws in more weird and wild card situations Um, in the last half. So yeah... I hope this has been an, an interesting episode to listen to. Uh, I'm still kind of getting to grips with recording on my own um, and kind of finding the balance and like how to speak for an extended period of time without anyone else here. Uh, but yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed this. Um, like I said, I'll be talking about uh, Legends of the Galactic Heroes, the new thesis, season two and stuff later. Um, probably do a season two and then a season three episode kind of and the ones after this episode uh so basically the way to picture it is that there's two episodes of anime in a month there's going to be one of me solo for the most part i think currently just due to scheduling um and then one with Sean and melina and like for the next little while kind of like what we're doing with gundam uh with Sean and melina uh i'll be doing galactic heroes uh until i'm caught up with the anime um because i don't think the uh i don't think the fourth season if it starts in september will finish until december so yeah anyway yeah thank you for listening uh i've been rebel notorious and i hope you tune in next time like i said i don't really have an ending for this so i just kind of have to try and figure it out as i go along uh bye